right, it's time for another Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I help people to quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties so they never have to work a job again. Now today, we're gonna be talking about auctions and how to find properties at auctions, how to find the auctions themselves, number one, and then how to actually buy from an auction, and then how to turn that into a rental property where you make money every single month. Now, last week we talked all about the ins and outs of the auction. This is the second part, and hopefully we'll be able to get through the entire thing as we go through the second part. But I want to encourage you guys to get started investing in real estate, and auctions may be the best thing for you to get started. All right, guys, let's look at today's show where we talk about finding auctions, buying from auctions, and all that great stuff where we finish out everything about auctions. All right, guys, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Now, I don't know why, but I am the type of person that doesn't really like to follow rules. Now, I'll follow the laws, you know, I'll follow laws that you know, like speed limit or as best I can, um, not stealing, you know, the laws out there, I'll follow laws. But when it comes to somebody else's rules that they would put on me, or what other people say, hey, that's, that's just not the right way to go. I don't think it's the right way that you should do that and all that sort of stuff. Um, rules like that are things that I just don't really like to follow. I mean, you might be similar, but here's something that just was really striking me um, this week. If you went and told your friends and the people that you know, your family members, that you spent $80,000 on a college education where you spent four or more years of your life and sixty dollars to $80,000, they'd probably be like, man, good for you. You're probably going to get a good college degree and you're probably going to get a great job after that. But if you tell that same group of friends that you went to a seminar on how to invest in real estate rental properties and how you can actually make money every single month, they'll probably tell you, oh man, that's a scam. Nobody can do it. Well, somebody told me that once. Actually, many people have told me that once and that made me want to do it even more. It made me want to go check out those things because if somebody's telling me that I can't do it or it can't be done, anytime I hear that word can't, it's something in my brain that like triggers me. Like you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. Well, I'll figure it out for myself. Don't tell me if I should or shouldn't, if I can or I can't. Now, also, if you go and tell that same group of friends, that same group of friends or family members that you went out and spent $500,000 to buy a home, you know, a big fancy house, $500,000, they'll probably, probably be like, hey man, great job. You bought this nice house. This thing is awesome. You know, I know you're working hard to pay for it. So good job. Really good for you. But if you tell that same group of people, that family members and all of them, if you tell them the same thing that you bought a single family home that makes you $250 a month or more every single month, they'll probably say, oh man, the tenants will destroy that property. You'll be bankrupt you know, in six months. Um, you won't be able to find tenants. You won't be able to rent it, all that bad stuff. Well, when I heard those things, I'm like, man, that's, that's a bummer for you if that happened to you or somebody that you know, because what it comes down to, they start saying, well, my aunt had a rental property and she said it was the worst thing possible and I'm never going to do it because that's what she said. Well, I'm not your aunt. In fact, there's something that kind of strikes in me. 
that there's an old song, it was a movie and everything. But anyways, it says, anything you can do, I can do better. And that's something that's inside of me. And same, I'm pretty sure that's the same with you. You're striking out than everybody else. We're all taught in school to go to school and work our lives away once we get out of school. I mean, we, if you get a job, you're automatically assigned or you're automatically bought into the 40 by 3 plan. Do you know what the 40 by 3 plan is? Well, here's the 40 by 3 plan. You work 40 plus hours a week, slaving away at your job, having horrible bosses and bad coworkers and just not enjoying it. You may really enjoy it, but you're working 40 plus hours a week at your job. Then you are also doing that for 40 plus years. For 40 years, you are working that job. Now, there's also the saying that it's not if you lose your job, it's when you lose your job. So you might lose your job as well and you have to get another job and everything you built up on that first job is now gone and now you have to do it on a second job. But you're going to be working for 40 years until you can finally retire. Yay, I can retire now. But then you have to live on 40% of what you struggled to live on your entire life. And now you're thinking, oh man, my entire life is gone. Now I'm 65, 68, 70 years old. How am I going to get a job now? Well, you and I, we're not like that. We do not ascribe to anything that people are trying to tell us what we should do or what we shouldn't do. You know, when we go to school, they tell you that you need to go to school. Then you need to go to college and you need to get in a lot of debt and you need to get a piece of paper and then hopefully go out and apply for jobs. And if you somehow beat out every single other person applying for that job, you're going to have that job. Oh, you're going to be set for life. Oh, wait, you got fired or you got laid off. I actually got laid off after about eight years working on my job. I got laid off. It's a horrible story. But I said, I'm never going to let that happen to me again. So I started investing. I started investing number one in myself, but number two into rental properties. In 2006, when I bought my first property, I realized that now I need to make it my life's goal to never have to work a job again because after being, I realized after I was laid off that I need financial freedom, I need financial independence, I need to have nobody holding that job over me. And that's what I strive for every single day for seven to eight years. Eventually at year nine, I was able to quit my job because I invested in real estate rental properties. And that's what I want to show you how to do. And that's what we have this podcast for, the Master Passive Income Show. Now, I want to give you a free real estate investing course where I'm going to show you exactly how I did the very same thing right where you are, wherever you are. I mean, I didn't have any much money at all. I didn't have any experience. I didn't have any contacts. I didn't have anything. I just said, you know what? I'm going to get started. Well, since then, I figured out how to create a plan, a way to actually invest in real estate and make it more of a science than anything else. Like you do X, Y, and Z. You just take step by step. And I want to give you that free course, absolutely free. All you got to do is text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. And if you text that word rental to 33777, I will send you my free real estate investing course to get you started down the path to financial freedom in real estate rental properties. Now, I was super excited. Recently, I had one of my students. Her name's Katrina. She also listens to the podcast. She recently just bought 
a home, a rental property, and she's going to be making $300 a month from that property. She actually used roof stock. And I am so proud of Katrina. She worked hard to get this one property. And now she's ready to move on to the next one. And in fact, she is already talking to, and she just closed last Thursday, like literally a week ago or last Thursday, she closed and she's ready to jump on the next property. So she is absolutely getting after it. Now, today we're going to be finishing out talking about auctions and how to now, how to find these auctions, because finding auctions in where they are and how to find them either online or physically and in person, there are many, many different ways to find them. And I want to give you some of them right now. So the first and easiest one is to go to any county. They'll have a courthouse where they would have an auction. These physical locations are auctions where you have properties that an auctioneer would come out, just like I talked about last week, which I'm not going to get into. Go back and listen to last week's podcast. And you can find that one at masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 81. That was the 81st podcast episode. This one's 82. And so go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 81. Get all the show notes for there. Listen to it all over again. Now for physical auctions, like I was saying, they're at the local county courthouse. It's just a normal government employee walking out the pe- you know, a bunch of papers and says, hey, okay, I'm auctioning off. Uh, you know, uh, address this, this, you know, number one, happy street, I'm opening for bidders and blah, blah, blah. So you can go there. In fact, I've been there so many times just to watch because it was interesting to me. If you just go to the courthouse and show up, it's probably like nine or 10 o'clock on maybe, you know, every day of the week, or it could be one day a week or one day of the month. And you'll be there with the, everybody else, all the other investors, and you'll get to see the process. You'll get to talk to the people there. You get to see what it's like. Now the auctioneer will commence the bidding process and anyone who actually qualifies and qualifying means they basically walk up, show them that they have the funds in order to bid on the property. And then they qualify as a bidder. Anybody who qualifies can actually bid on the property. There's really nothing special at all about the auction. And there's really nothing to worry about. In fact, like I said, just go there a couple times just to see what it's like. And really the only worry that you're going to have is that you're buying the right property at the right price. It's not that, I mean, it's kind of intimidating because it's an auction and everything, but you will be just fine. Literally just go to the courthouse and you will see what it's like. In fact, sorry, pause that. Call them first, call up the courthouse, make sure what day and what time so you can be there. They'll absolutely, it's it's all public information. So there'll be a few other investors, maybe like five, 10 at most. I've never seen more than like 10 people there standing around at one time where they're actually doing the auction. If there is a good property though, you will have more investors showing up because it's a good property and they're going to hopefully get it. Now that's a physical location. Now there are companies who actually do have other physical locations where they would sell. In fact, I remember I was in downtown Fresno where I used to live and I was working there and there was a hotel where they actually had an auction of real estate there. Like one of the auction companies, it might've been like auction.com or something showed up and they actually put on an auction, a live auction there for properties is rather pretty neat, you know, watching that too. So you need to watch out for those. Now, I want to talk to you about online auctions, which is almost one of the like the really exciting things that are going on right now for a lot of people who buy at auctions because you don't have to show up. You can just buy online. Now, online auctions are very similar and function very similarly to a physical person in-person auction. Basically, there are properties listed for the auction and the bidding is open. Bidders are placed and placing in their bids and the highest bidder wins the auction. And there are many websites dedicated to online auctions. And I would not personally say which one's better than others. I mean, there's plenty of them. Like foreclosure.com does have auctions. You have realitytrack.com, realitybid.com, auction.com, 
Hubzu, uh, Hub I've never used it, but Hubzu, Z-U.com, Bid4Assets.com. These are all websites that actually have auctions on there as well. And so again, go to my show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 82 for this episode. You'll see all of these on there. So you can start browsing through all those auction sites. Again, foreclosure.com, realtytrack.com, it's T-R-A-C.com, realtybid.com, auction.com, hubzoo.com, and bid for assets.com. And like I said, just go to that site and look at the properties that are listed for an auction and see what their criteria is. You know, what they're going to demand in payment. Is it going to be seven days or usually it'll be 30 days? Are they going to need earnest money that you're going to need to deposit beforehand? All that sort of stuff. Now, how to buy a house at auction? You need two things. Number one, you need to know which property that you're going to have. And number two, you're going to need to have the down payment or basically the earnest money that's going to go towards the property. So let's say you bid on a house for $100,000 and let's say that they require 10% down in order for them to hold the property for you to then get your financing ready, you know, in like 30 days. And so you'll have to have $10,000 ready in cashier's checks that you can just literally hand it over. Or I think that sometimes they give you like 24 hours um, to get that 10% in. And again, it depends on every single jurisdiction. It's totally different. So call them or talk to them and figure out what it's like. So physical, in-person, as well as auction online, you need to make sure you know that criteria. So you need to know the address. You need to also have the down payment ready, but then also you need to make sure that your financing is ready. You don't want to put down $10,000 on a property, but then not have the financing ready because you're going to lose that $10,000. <laughs> Wouldn't that be horrible? Now, I want to quickly walk through how to register and how to go through the process of going into an auction. So when you're placing a bid at the auction, you need to let the auctioneer know or the online auction company that you're going to be one of the bidders. Now, if it's an in-person, obviously you walk right up and show them the cashier's checks. If it's an auction, an online auction, you have to go through their steps. But one big tip I want to give you is that some investors will register for a particular property to show you that they're interested in it, but not even bid on the property. Like I've seen this many times at the courthouse steps. I'll just be watching and there's some big heavy hitters, guys with like binders and binders and they have lots of money and they buy lots of properties. They will tell the auctioneer, I'm going to register to bid for this one particular property. It's not like you register for the entire auction. No, it's each property. You need to say that you're going to bid on that property. And so they would walk up and show like they're going to bid, but they don't actually bid. What's funny, it's uh, it's like, hey, this investor thinks this is a good one. He's about ready to bid, but... I, I don't want him to get it because he might know something I don't. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. And so you register in and you say you're going to bid and you put in your first bid and then that guy doesn't bid because he wants you to use up all your money so that he doesn't have any more competition on the real property that he wants. I saw that. I've seen that so many times. It's actually very, very funny when it actually happens. Nobody, I've never seen anybody bite on it, but it's just, they do that. Now, when you're registering, you need to qualify yourself as a legitimate bidder. Usually that's showing them the actual funds, like literally taking out the cashier's check, showing them the different denominations like 10,000, 15,000, or even as breaking them down as low as $1,000. So if you're going to go, and I'm going to give you another pro tip. If you're going to go to an auction, a physical in-person auction, you want to bring cashier's checks that are made out in different dollar amounts. Let's say you're going to have $10,000 that are going to be put towards down towards a property. Well, you need to have cashier's checks made out in like maybe one five thousand and then five one thousand. So in case you need, you know, six thousand instead of ten, like don't bring just a ten thousand dollar cashier's check. It was they're not going to give you change. That's not the way that it works. 
So you want to be able just like, you know, if you're bringing out dollar bills, you know, 20, a 10, a five and a one, you need to have different denominations. Same thing with your cashier's checks. When you are going to start looking for properties, you need to get a list of the properties and dates for the auction. Because like I said, as soon as that auctioneer says, we're getting started on this property, let's open up for bidding. As soon as that stops, they're not waiting. And it's usually open or over in like 30 seconds or a minute. I mean, it's very, very fast. Sometimes it can go as long as like two or three minutes, but I've never seen it go beyond three. It's just, it's quick. And what is great is that auctioneers, they want as many people bidding on the property as possible. So they make all this information readily available from when the auction is, what is basically everything they can give about the property because they want people to bid on it. So um, the address and everything that they know about the property, they'll put it out there, especially the courts. The courts, they just want to, you know, sell it. They're not, they don't have any financial obligation to actually, um, you know, make the price higher. They just make it, it's readily available. It's public information. So you want to get a list of the properties and dates for the auction. Now, when you find the property, you find one that you really want to go after, what you really need to do, just like with any single property you're going to buy, like if you buy from a wholesaler, like I've done, if you buy from a realtor, like I've done, if you buy from an actual investor, like I've done, if you buy, if you buy from anywhere, you need to know a few things about the property before you actually buy it, like the class of the property, you know, is it A, B, or C, or D class property in the area? You want to make sure that you know what that is before you bid because that's going to adjust your price, as well as the size of the property, you know, how many square feet is it, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, the size of the garage, and I want you to make sure that you're understanding everything about this property and as best you can even drive by the property, which we'll just talk about in just a second. Next up is, and it really, as best you can, try to know the condition of the property. And when you drive by the property, you're going to be able to look out the outside, you know, get out of the car, walk around the entire place, look in the backyard, peek your head over the fence, look in the backyard, try to peek through some windows. Um, definitely don't go into the property. That's at least, that's my suggestion. You can, if you want, but that's uh, breaking and entering, but cause you know, somebody else owns it. And so you want to see what the condition is on the outside. It could also let you know what the condition is on the inside, but not always, but here's a great tip. I'm gonna give you another big pro tip. Talk to the neighbors and everybody else. Like go next door, like two doors down and across the street and just knock on the door. Hey, you know, I'm noticing this is for sale. I'm interested in it. Is there anything you can tell me about it? You know, what, how are the owners like and yada, 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 just, you know, tell me about it. And so they will actually give you a ton of information, at least most of them all. You know, if you talk to five different neighbors around the, that, that house, you're going to find at least one that's going to give you some information. If the neighbors come out and say, well, you know, the people that were living in there, they got foreclosed on and they destroyed the inside. You know, as they're coming out, they were breaking things. I could tell that there were holes in the walls and they were loud and angry. Well, that might give you an insight into the inside of the property and say, uh, it might take a little more money to rehab the property than I think it could be. And so you adjust your price accordingly. You don't want, we're not in this business to lose money. So you want as much information as possible. Also the property type. And there are three main different property types. And that also obviously adjust. So there's single family homes, multifamily and commercial properties that are all a part of auction. And so if you get a different address where you know it's a single family home, but they're listing it as a multifamily or vice versa or something, you need to see exactly what maybe your information is wrong. Maybe, and it could be that their information is wrong as well. So you need to know the property type. And if you're going to buy a single family home, you're looking to rent or to flip it out. 
to one person. Now, if you're buying a multifamily home, then you're going to be having multiple people. So, you know, we've already talked about all that stuff, so we can move on from there. Another one is location. You know, the location of the property is really going to be either detrimental or actually help you in your business to make sure that you're going to make money in your renting of the property. I know um, Greg, when we had him on the podcast a few shows ago, he bought a house at the auction and it's in Hawaii. And so the location's great. So he's making good money there. So anyways, you got to know the location. You got to know the city. You got to know everything about that. Now, if you're going to buy online, that's a totally different scenario because you might be living in New York City and then you're buying something in like, I don't know, Tennessee, like in um, Memphis, Tennessee or something like that. Well, if you're going to do that, you need to have a property manager tell you about the area before you even buy the property or even bid because you never know. It could be a horrible one and you don't want to own that property. Next up is you want to know your investing objective, the price, the timeline, the funding options, and basically every bit of your business before you even start bidding because you don't want to miss out on a property, actually lose your money. Now, what would be your investing objections? Are you going to flip the property? Are you going to rent it out? What are you going to do with that property? Because if you don't know what you're going to do, you might not be buying the right property. You might be paying too much money for the property. I would buy a house for more money to rent it out than if I were to flip it because flipping, you make your money when you buy it low and then you sell it for higher. Well, when I'm renting it out, I'm okay to pay a little bit more money. So Next up, you need to know the price. You, This is a huge, huge tip. You need to know what your bottom line price is going to be. Like at the very most, you know, it's probably worth maybe 180,000, but you know with a rehab that you're gonna have to put into it and you know you wanna get some equity out of it, you're gonna say, well, the top dollar, the most I will spend or bid is $135,000. That's the top I will bid because I don't wanna get stuck with a bad property or have a lot of money come in my pocket. Now, what's going to happen is know your price, but then stick to it. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people have a price, but then get caught up in the whirlwind of, oh man, that person bid this and then I'm out of the bid. Now I got to bid it again. And they just keep bidding and they get higher and higher. And when it's like, why are you still bidding? Well, because they're bought. That's why they do auctions because you get bought into it. You get to be like, oh man, I've already come this far. I'm not going to let it get away from me now. And that's why they do it. That's why they have these auctions. So know your price. As soon as you hit that top dollar, Boom, you pull out, you do not, not even a penny. Don't even give one more penny. And the reason why is that's a floodgate. As soon as that dam's broken open, one more penny, then then you're gonna put another $100,000 into it. You don't wanna do that. All right, next up, you need to know your timeline. You know, how long are you gonna be actually working on this property to either get it rented out, to be getting it fixed up, and making sure that you're gonna have the right amount of money to get it to the direction you wanna go. If you need to have it fixed up in order to get it rented out, do you have that timeline in your mind before you buy the property. Next up is your funding options. Now, depending on the auction, physical or online, really depends, but you have 30 to 45 days to actually secure the funding for the property that you just won. You know, it could be with hard money, conventional financing. Basically, you know, it could be even your aunt or uncle or somebody else that would pay off the winning bid for you after you pay down the deposit and the earnest money. So what you're gonna have is, the ability to pay off the balance of that. And so talk to your mortgage broker, talk to them and say, hey, I wanna buy an, a property at auction. How long would it take? You know, this is the property or this is the type of property. Can you make sure that we can close within 30 days because I'm gonna be out money if we can't close. So we got to do that. So talk to your mortgage broker, make sure that they're ready. Also do your research and due diligence on each property that you are interested in. Just like if we're gonna buy any property for a rental property, we wanna make sure we know that it's gonna make us money from day one. 
Same thing. This is the exact same thing. This is just another tool in an investor's tool belt. The exact, exact same thing. We have you know, Zillow. We have Roofstock. Roofstock's a great um, way to find properties. We have wholesalers. We have realtors. We have in other investors. We have so many different ways to find properties. This is just another one of those. Now, if you actually start bidding on an auction, in fact, I'll pause that really quick. If you want to get what it feels like to actually bid on, a, on something, go to eBay. Just go to eBay and buy something on there. I don't know, like a DV, DVD on like, I don't know, Marvel movies or something like that. My kids are literally watching Marvel movies right now in the other room. But if you go into auction and on eBay and you try to buy a DVD or something and you let it the countdown clock tick down, you see other people bidding, it kind of gets you pumped up. Like your adrenaline starts pumping. Well, that's what's going to happen times a hundred when you're at the courthouse steps spending $150,000 on a house. So when you're bidding on a property at an auction, be ready for adrenaline to pump through your veins. That's because all your competition between you and the other bidders, it's going to get really hot. It's going to get heated. It's going to be like, hey man, over there, hope that guy stops bidding, but he did and I got to keep bidding. So remember to keep your cool and never go above your top dollar. In fact, good investors will never go above their top dollar and poor investors or bad investors will actually break the bank and go above their and beyond their top dollar because they don't know what they're doing. So when the bidding starts, there are a few ways to place your bid. One, you can be very aggressive and go all in and start, start, you know, hammering it and make it be loud and, you know, be, be aggressive in your bids and your voice and you're staring down the competition. That's one way. Another way is just sit back and wait until everybody's bid. And then once everybody starts feeling like, okay, I'm about ready, you know, going once, going twice. 180,000, like you jump right in and you take it away. That takes wind out of the somebody's sail. So that could be another way. There, and you know, there's so many, this is gonna go way beyond the, the, um, the scope of this podcast session. So you can actually have so many different ways to actually place bids. And in fact, just watch like Storage Wars on, uh, I don't know, some other TV show. I can't remember what it's called, but, but they do auctions. You can see different styles of how people actually bid on properties. It's really, really interesting. I'm the type of person, I actually sit back. You know, I kind of, you know, if they, the auctioneer, he says, okay, it's going for 100,000. I'll just kind of wave. I'll just put a, my hand up just really quickly and just nod that I'm I'm actually bidding. He'll say, okay, um, you know, okay, sir, 100,000, and then move on. There are other people like, 100,000, you know, and they think it really, really loud and really obnoxious. So now, like I said, when you actually win the auction, there's a process you're gonna have to go through. Check out every single one of the places that you're gonna be doing the auction and see what their process is. Now, I want you to watch out for potential issues um, when you're buying a house at auction. Now, issues with the title of ownership on the property can be very, very huge because it's it's a non-warranty deed. It's just basically a quit claim deed over to you. So if there's any problems, you get those headaches. And so even though you're buying a property from like a bank at an auction or somebody else, there still can be prior issues with the title and ownership. And that's going to cost money for you to try to get that fixed. Another thing you need to check out for are liens against the property. You know, a lien is basically a company or somebody says, hey, this whoever owns this property owes me money. Let me put a lien. Basically, it's stopping them from selling it until they get paid. So you got to watch out for liens against the property. Right of redemption. This, and this is not every state, but in some states, the original owner has the option to redeem the property. And that is called the right of redemption is where the property owner can pay the same amount as the bid or the the final end price. Usually there was some sort of interest added to the purchase price or the winning bid of the owner that they will have to pay. But you, it's something you're gonna have to watch out for. You might win, you might be excited and all of a sudden it's taken out from underneath you. 
usually there'd be some sort of interest added to the purchase price of the property um, from the, the winning bid, but you could actually get the property, put it in your name, and actually have the money come out of your pocket or the loan come out of your pocket, and then the original buyer could come out of the woodworks and say, hey, I want my property back, and then you gotta, you got to sell it to them. Uh, so it's okay. it can be a huge bummer, that huge that right of redemption. Now, some states, I don't know which ones are uh, prevalent, but you need to look out for that as well. All right, so we've gone through two different sections on the auction process, buying a house at auction. Now, I want you to be careful, but at the same time, you can get some great deals. Now, remember, go out and get that free course. I want you to get started investing in real estate rental properties. Text the word rental to 33777. And you guys are fantastic. I am so excited that you're here with me. And every single week, I try to bring you as much great content so that you can start investing in real estate rental properties, just like all of my students that I have. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves. I'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.